Hi guys, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Teacher Cast. My name is Hayley, I'm a second year PME student with Hibernia College and I set up this podcast to have really interesting conversations with different guests. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, I would really appreciate if you go over to the rate button and give this podcast a rating out of five. And as well as that, try and engage with some of the polls and questions that I propose on each of the episodes. So on today's episode, I am joined by Ashton in Action off of Instagram, which the face is also Amy behind the page. How are you today, Amy? I'm good. A little excited. This is my first podcast, so thanks for having me, Amy. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, I think um, every time I hit play on one of these episodes, I always get a little bit nervous. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just like the excitement of it because every, every conversation, there's always something to take from, I think. And um, yeah, and I suppose anyone that's listening in and has never come across your Instagram page, Asher in Action, Amy, if you, maybe you want to share why you set up the Instagram page and kind of like your journey up to that point. Yeah, so um, basically I set up the Asher in Action page. Um, it was the snow of 2016. Oh, wow. So I think we had two or three days um, where we were literally snowed in. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, I had loads of, I must have been deleting photographs or something and I had loads and I was like, do you know what, I might set up an Instagram. And I think, I suppose at the time, I would have felt there wasn't that many mm-hmm. um, pages. And then like for in Ireland, I suppose, yeah. there was a lot from the States or whatever. And I, I, it was kind of, I would have felt that it had started to go down to Instagram where mm-hmm. like I'd had pe- I followed pages on Facebook and stuff, whereas it was kind of people forgetting to Instagram. And I just said I'd give it a go. And then I think maybe a year or two into it, I was doing my masters, so oh, wow. the Ashburn and action fell to the wayside. Then oh. <laughs> I was getting a look in. Yeah. Um. And then I suppose um last year, then the year before, um and I really kind of got into it and trying to post most days and put different things up and that but I suppose I if it's if I need a break I take a break from it because you know it's supposed to be an interest so of course yeah I think um I think what's great about your page though there's such a niche to it and Ashter is something that's you know still relatively new in skills and something that's being brought in but I suppose before we kind of delve into the world of Ashter um maybe what class do you share or what class do you teach at the minute and um how long have you been teaching your class level and um like about your masters and training up to that point like did you always have an interest in play yeah, so basically, um, I didn't get enough points to do teaching Same from leaving cert and yeah. the best of us. Um, yeah. I um, did early childhood education mm-hmm. in DIT, and I suppose at the time, there weren't that many um, early childhood education degrees now, and there seems to be a lot in DCU and Carlow, and there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Blanche, and, I think, as well. I think Blanche yeah. is off red. Yeah, early, yeah. There's so many, um, which is great. Yeah. But and unfortunately, a lot of them are being lost to going back to teaching. But anyway, that's that's for that's another a different story. <laughs> um, so basically, I it was a really um practical course. So in the first year, you had one day a week work experience, mm-hmm. and in second and third year, you had two days a week work experience, which I actually feel would 
be much better for primary school you know going to the same class for the year anyway that's another podcast as well but um I loved it and at the time when we were in college the Ashter um research papers were being um published and it was kind of coming um out then when we were finished so I always kind of was interested in play Mm um in that sense before and then when I got into teaching um it was recession times, 2011, there weren't a lot of jobs. So I was in set then for two years. Um, then I had fifth class, got the dip done then. Mm-hmm. And then I was in second towards split then, multi-grade. And unfortunately, at the time, I, I, I suppose I hadn't even thought of Ashter or play or any sort of play-based learning for the kids that age mm-hmm. and then um, we have this split as well Um, you know I might I had a bit of play on a Friday as a tree and um, I would have made the lessons quite active but thinking back now I would have had I would have liked them to be way more playful mm-hmm. and then after that I eventually got down to general reference which is where I was looking for yeah Um, and then this year I've senior infants I had them in junior infants last year um, I was eager to keep them because we missed the two months and I wasn't finished. Um, and it's funny, last year, um, my colleague in work, we'd be really friendly and she'd be doing stuff with the senior. So I was like, oh, I'd love to be doing that because it was the play, just that it was enriched in literacy. Yeah. And then, now this year, I'm doing that kind of stuff. And then I'm looking at people on Instagram and I'm like, Oh, I love those activities with junior infants. It's <laughs> just like I know. you know, you want you, you want whatever. Um, There's not enough time in the day yeah, to, to do exactly. all those lovely activities. Like you have to pick and choose what suits your class as well. But it can be overwhelming totally. I uh, definitely. And actually, last night I usually throw up on the Instagram, um, uh, Sunday, um, questions and answers. Yeah. And basically, one of the questions are last night there was loads of people asking senior infants literacy questions and I suppose at this point in the year most children are able to read their CBC words their their sight words and Mm. if like you could literally spend the whole day on it and still have more stuff to do Mm. so I just kind of put that up and like the amount of people that sent me a message or gave me a reaction and were like yeah we're finding that especially with senior infants that we can never do enough literacy and it's just all about integrating doing it as playfully as possible yeah. having so many writing opportunities in all your play areas I yeah. mean everyone's kind of mad for literacy and the role play but they kind of forget them with the other areas um, yeah. and then like having some independent things that the children can go and work on yeah I think that's a I think that's really interesting I, I don't know whether I've shared this on my podcast um in the past but I actually have a copy from when I was in primary school from my senior infants yeah actually I'll show it to you here now I know people listening in they can't actually see this but I actually have my copy from when I was in senior infants and I can't believe that this was my handwriting at the start Ooh. of senior infants like it's amazing I, like the formation of like you know the capital letters and the lowercase letters like like you say Amy like there's not enough opportunity and I feel like now the curriculum is so overrun and again that could probably be another podcast episode and actually (laughs) I touched on that with Fiona Foreman with teacher well-being and you know it can be completely overwhelming trying to fit everything in back to back but I suppose today we want to chat about Ashter and you know Asher, I find like of course there's books written on it and you know there's um a lot of study and research on it but I still think it's an area that's developing and I think 
we all will, will be trying to find more information about it and what it is and what the aim is and what it is you're exactly trying to you know teach and what's the learning objective so I suppose to listeners tuning in what is Ashter that you know for someone that doesn't know or doesn't know where yeah. to begin or like it's such a big broad term yeah or they know what it's about and they're supposed to be on it and then they're like well, what is it yeah. so Asher is a curriculum framework from children age zero to six so children are crashes preschools mean rare early start and the junior and senior infants in primary school are coming in under those ages um, and basically it's a curriculum framework so it doesn't give specific things so mm-hmm. we have a curriculum in our primary skills with learning objectives with topics and that to cover whereas the curriculum framework has four different areas and how they're taught to the children or done with the children the staff will decide on that so that's mm-hmm. why um you know especially on instagram i see people talking about you know they're following the children's interests and where we can do that as much as possible mm-hmm. we still have curriculum and curriculum objectives to tick off whereas in other services um as in not a primary school classroom they they're kind of free to to you know, to do these aims and and um elements as they see fit using the themes that right. they want to do whereas we can do that as much, we can do it as much as possible but we still have curriculum to cover them as well yeah. and it's basically child-led play yeah and playful learning that's yeah. you know they're the main things about it it's making um learning playful for children and i suppose like years ago like when we were in school well, when I was in school, you're younger than me. But uh, there was a, a bit of play and you'd settle in. And then the real work started with the books. And then I suppose about maybe 15 to 20 years ago, it was the more books, the better and that kind of thing. Whereas now we're trying to move away from that and mm. more active and playful learning yeah. um, as possible. I think it's... um. I think it it is difficult in some settings depending on the type of school and I think it does vary from school to school just from my own experience subbing and you know seeing different classrooms every classroom has different resources different space you know different needs in the class and I I suppose does Asher always like my question to you Amy is does Asher always have to be um top in stations or kind of be a whole class approach yeah so basically you know essentially you can do whatever way you want yeah um, and my my thing would be the new primary language curriculum that you're doing and seeing and um, objectives through appropriately playful learning experience and every extra area or activity that you're going to be doing is an appropriately playful learning experience for the children mm-hmm. so how you do that can be t- can be totally up to you like for example if you're in a class with 32 children mm-hmm your Ashtar might look a little bit different than mine. I've only 19. Do I allow them to change areas? Do I allow resources from different areas to be mixed? That's okay with my number. With some of my 32 kids, maybe they need to be really specific. Maybe they need to use a play router because by the time everyone chooses and plans to play, mm-hmm. playtime will be nearly over because there's too many children yeah. in the classroom. Yeah. So really people have to take it from where they're at. And and the likes of, I mean, we had a whole scale evaluation and I had the inspector on me and I was really, um, in my mind, I was like, I don't want to change from what I normally do. I don't want to put on a show. I want to do what I do 
every day and mm-hmm. be able to stand behind it and say, you know, this is how we do it. And mm-hmm. it was an older kind of woman. And I said, right, did our lesson. She observed that it was fine. And we got ready for play. And I said, it's um, the yellow group were picking first and they all got to shows. And she thought it was going to be mayhem. And then she was like, oh my God, I was so shocked that they were well able to do it because they'd gone through the routine and they picked the areas and um in my room I like to say that no more than six children are playing in an area. Mm-hmm. I know there's people on Instagram now who who don't um specify numbers. They yeah. think that the children can decide uh, well I'm not gonna bother playing there, just too many people themselves. And that's yeah. perfect as well. It's totally what works for you. Yeah. So like to say that you can use a play role it you might i want to use a play role um through delivering ashtar courses i used to be an ashtar tutor for the uh, ncca and the education centers they had a program together and there was tutors that's actually come to an end now but mm. there's so many people when you go to those courses and what if you have someone that's so afraid of play they might have never been into it you could have someone that's never even listened to about Ashtar because they've been in fourth class for 12 years and they, they didn't care about it yeah. um so for them the play role might be safe and it might take till Christmas for them to allow resources to be changed or to be happy for yeah. the children to choose or to have free choice Friday yeah. or any of those things it's yeah. really for teachers and how comfortable they are and that's why I would always kind of say you know what works for you like start small and you you will change your own practice and even now we still reflect on different things and you know sometimes I go home in the evening and I'd be after saying no to something and I'm like I don't really need to say no to that mm. and and that's okay and I I speak to children tomorrow and say I said no to yesterday and the reason I said no to paint the junket mm. was because it was too late and um, but you can do that today if you want do you know that kind of thing yeah I understand completely I suppose I'm Amy I'm going out on my um my infant placement now at the end of this month um by the time this episode comes out I'll, I'll be already out on placement oh you'll be out in the wilderness <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I, I guess like how would you like advise someone going out on school placement that's with infants to you know plan for so say the school already does Ashter right and say I've picked I have to pick my team would you say to plan your Ashter team sorry to plan your Ashter stations or Ashter around the team and like what would be like your go-to places for resources for that would you make sure there's a literacy table would you make sure there's role play like what what would be your advice there so basically it can just depend on what you're doing so for example I'm doing field at the moment yeah uh, last week was Chinese New Year so we had a Chinese restaurant and mm-hmm. um, that worked. Yeah. They were still into the Chinese restaurant again today, but we might lose the Chinese stuff by the end of the week or the children might want to keep them and that's fine. But for example, my construction area, I didn't bother putting anything about food in it at the moment. There's nothing about uh, Chinese New Year down there. It's simply the construction tires and the children are free to use them as how they want. So I think like a lot of the time people are killing the team Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that um people I think they get obsessed with. They're like every area is not tying in. It doesn't have to. It's a new learning experience. So as a teacher got out on placement, you might know what they've done in sand, mm-hmm. right? So say they've been using dry sand all year, um. So you might decide to use wet sand. And that's a new experience for the kids there because obviously this properties for wet and dry sand are totally different yeah and uh, you might have sand and water 
all sorts of different things. Um, so you kind of can talk to the teacher. So something that do, it doesn't have to be a new, um, it doesn't have to be all related to, the, to a theme, but it can be a new learning experience and that's yeah. fine as well. It might be that the children have used Play-Doh course for the whole year and rolling pins and they're getting a bit bored with Play-Doh like I did about two weeks ago. I took them all out and at the moment the kids have their Play-Doh, they have googly eyes, um, matchsticks, uh, lollipop sticks, um, little tiles, different things and like they're making really nice things with little people with all sorts of heads and aliens and really interesting things and then this morning we had people saying can I cut these lollipop sticks and I'm like oh yes you can like walk <laughs> away you know it's very creative yeah so that changes as well so it doesn't have to be just team it can be new learning experiences and um, you know you might have junk art going all year parents will hate you for it but uh, yeah. kids enjoy it but adding some fabric and fiber uh, if you're doing a clothes team might be really nice in there kids might make some clothes they might not they might just start whacking the fabric onto their junk art creations but it's changing up what they've been doing all the time so it's literally just building on their experiences as well yeah and um, i don't actually know if i answered the question there you're <laughs> I'm no, just, I, I feel like i'm rambling no now. but i think um i think you're right though there amy like not to be putting too much pressure on the team like you know i'll be going out on placement now march time don't really know what themes i'm going to pick i'll probably pick as i as the weeks go on because then you'll know what they're interested in like i think one thing just kind of off topic here but some some i get a lot of messages like oh, i don't know what theme to pick it's like well pose a poll to the class like what do they want to do what yeah. do they want to learn about like i especially now haven't had two placements behind me i didn't know all my themes before i started and yeah you know i could spend two weeks on animals you know and they still be so excited i could do all month on animals uh, and yeah. different types of animals uh winter animals and um, you know animals that hibernate animals that don't hibernate animals in yeah. the pond in under the sea whatever it is um but yeah i think that's really important actually a question that comes to mind there um you know say you're you're subbing and you're in infants last minute and there's no um play or you know aster kind of ready to go like what would be your advice there um in in the sense like would what would be like your go-to aster stations that you know are, that you know work and have been trialed and tested and you know they're, i think they're in that soon. sense going in i'd ask one of the kids because they're going to tell you exactly what happens every day yeah. and within being in something and after half an hour you know which kid to ask and you know yeah. who's going to tell you exactly the truth and exactly how <laughs> teacher does it and exactly how you're not doing it the way teacher does it yeah. so ask that kid mm-hmm. find out and like there's no hurt like I actually find a lot of skills have loads of construction ties that some people have been investing in over the years. Like there's no low Lego, all that sorts of stuff. And mm. um, I suppose when Evans was the only place where you could get stuff, that's like a lot of the toys they had. You have that. Um, and then most places might have a kitchen. So you can go back to, it could be the home, it could be the restaurant. Don't worry about having them linking in. You know, you might have your Play-Doh. And like you were saying about, you know, you don't need a literacy table, but for your Play-Doh, you might add some whiteboards and markers. So at mm-hmm. the end, they can write on their, their creations, what they are and display them on the whiteboard. And then you can take some pictures. And um, sand is perfect. Um, your junk art it doesn't have to be junk art and at the moment all things primaries class are going nuts um, with the craft and the tough tray and it's lovely because sometimes you know 
I feel like I'm going to give my junk girls a little bit of a break in my class because at this stage now it's the same kids who are picking to go there. Yeah. So just to mix it up and we'll try some other different types of art then as well down there. And in terms of like your assessment then, like would you just write down like from teacher observation or do you have different um, learning objectives at each one of your stations? So basically, um, I suppose like this is something the teachers get really worried about the assessment of last year. So I'm like, if you've had, if you've had you're doing say five hours a week, mm. how much, how much um, assessment have you got of your Irish for the week? Mm. Or how much assessment would you have for your SESE? We'll say English and maths, there can be quite a lot. But, you know, don't think you have to do loads of extra things um, than you will be if it, if it was a, a different kind of lesson that you were doing. So what I would say is usually at the start, I would have some vocabulary. Yeah. Um, and I might have a checklist. And I didn't have, I haven't done it this week because last year it was the Chinese New Year. But to be honest, I'm not too worried about the specific Chinese New Year vocab. I'd, I'm looking more at the restaurant. Um, so that's what I'd be focusing on maybe next week. Um, we've, you know, we've had some nice phrases and that. And I'll just tick, 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 tick uh, as long when I hear them. And then I might say, God, no one has said, would you like a dessert? Or some sort of thing. And then I'll yeah. go back to that, teaching that again then the following week yeah. um, in a lesson and then see how it goes um, through play. Photographs are amazing. Um, yeah. The class were great for a while at taking their own pictures and yeah. I actually, the iPad's been gone now for a while. So off. I need to get that back and get them to do their own. Very yeah. interesting. Much more interesting than mine. Um, yeah. That can be, that really works well. And the likes of then, um, you know, your templates, um, they might have printed out from specific websites, uh, just work samples for kids, keeping on to them, holding on to them. Um, when I had first class, um, one of the rails we would have had with the role play area, they had to have one written piece. Mm. Um, and they just had to keep it. And that was just for me to kind of make sure everybody was, you know, trying to write something. The same. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think if you're facilitating, which is the teacher's job, all, all of these items and having things there where they can write or they can make a like writing down the orders for what they're what they're actually going to eat and holding the pencil and you know all these kind of skills yeah. that they're you know uh building on um yeah i think that's uh i think that's really good um i suppose um is there any asher stations that haven't worked for you or have been an absolute fail if any come to mind from your experience Do you know what we had um the, re- the airport oh yeah <laughs> Um, and I didn't have, the resources weren't great that I had, right? So I had the basics kind of stuff. And then I had this x-ray thing, was really a box. Anyway. Oh yeah, I've seen um, that. I was subbing infants last June and I was like, what is this? They were putting the bags through and scanning it. Now, come here, it was probably better than my one. It was a bit <laughs> crap anyway. But I, I just kind of, I didn't really know a lot about it. Yeah. And we really just got straight into it and i didn't really know and i don't think many of them have been away and it was just it was kind of mayhem there's a lot of messing down there and whatever and you know what we scrapped it and we had the most basic role play it was the bus station with a few chairs a few tickets and we did we didn't even have a steering wheel with a circle cut out cardboard mm-hmm. and it happened and they loved it they loved the bus station and like they, they there were so many lovely um 
numeracy and literacy opportunities for the kids was basic, very yeah. basic, as in so basic. There's no even photographs in my phone from it uh, to put up. <laughs> but they were, it was, they loved it. They just yeah. loved it. And, um, that really links to their local um environment like for students yeah. that at that age they might not have ever been on a plane and they don't know what to expect or what kind of people they'd meet or what kind of language they like, would use because they've never experienced it but like that getting on a bus you know you're pretty sure that all of them have been on a bus exactly exactly yeah so and just actually at that someone asked me a question very recently um and it was um their principal wanted them to do um, topics that were really relevant to their life. And she was kind of doing um, the travel agents, I think, question was taken out. And, you know, I was like, there's actually arguments for both there. Mm. So basically, you need to start with things around them. Mm. So, I mean, I wouldn't be going in, in September and June infants to do the rainforest. But yeah. you, could be go- you could go into a June infants and, and they're all well up on animals they all have a zoo pass it could be in the it could be yeah. in, in the countryside maybe up north county dublin and they they're living on farms they have zoo passes yeah. they know all about animals yeah there's no problem with you on the lane first those kids yeah, yeah but you could be in a different skill and no one's been to the farm yeah so it really just depends you know depending on your group start small and then move out for an example, for the restaurant, a lot of mine knew the Chinese takeaway yeah. rather than the Chinese restaurant. Right. Yeah. Not everyone had been to the restaurant, but they all knew how to ring a curry. So we started off with that and then we've gotten <laughs> into the restaurant. Um, yeah, it's a lot like of the, times the lockdowns they, would have started that yeah. like, when they have never been to a restaurant. But just you mentioned there about, you know, in North County Dublin, say, they, uh, you know, they'd be familiar with farms and then people in the city might not be. I remember actually just brought back a memory. I was subbing, I think it was infants and like they'd never, they'd never seen a beach before. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> you know, like it just hadn't happened for them. They've never been to the beach. So I was like, oh, you know, and like that, it's just not relatable to them. They don't know what to expect at the beach. But sorry, Amy, I cut you off there. It was just no, something that right. totally gave well, no, to mind. It's totally, so it's, it, there's definitely merits of both. Yeah. And especially down as the older the kids get. So they might be going into first class at the end of senior infants. The travel agents may be very important, mm. um, depending on what's happening. Mm. Um, and so when you get to first class and second class even if they don't use the travel agents you might want to be doing that vocabulary anyway yeah. and you're looking at people in, in other places with your geography and that, that fits in them perfectly so really um, I would always start small where the kids are and then you know where they are and then you can branch out mm. and then even when you're going in a placement ask the teacher what topics they're doing already what do the kids like what do they not like mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I think that's really 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 good um and especially like with books would you link in like their their novel or not a novel they obviously aren't reading novels but their like class book like say i don't know like i honestly amy i haven't got much experience with infants i have a few days so but oh, i haven't got my like the gruffalo isn't that a book i like i'm just so yeah. that into storybooks i never was really as a child oh, so i know and some people are and give me a lend of it <laughs> but i have a lot to learn and that's you know, i'm probably tell- better off not being able to enter them because <laughs> yeah. you spend a fortune yeah exactly um, now definitely everything links in like yeah. i would find as i said here don't kill the team with your ashtar areas and that mm. whereas 
I'd say sometimes they're like, oh, here she is now again in our book about the farm. Oh, here we go. You know, <laughs> yeah. and, you know you're know, you playing for the farm. A couple of their areas are fitting into it. Mm. Um, you're doing on farm of Gelger. She's reading farm books. You're listing farm animals. You know, you're sorting out the farm animals in your maths. Um, yeah. But like that, like space all out, like I would have found, like before I would have, gone to town and the team for the first week and I just I needed a break from it myself then the yeah, second week. Yeah. But um everything links in. So you might pick I I always have my story of the week and then we read some of our books then as well. Mm-hmm. Um my story of the week um would link in with what we were doing. So I'm thinking of you and Mar- in March and I'd be thinking like the farm, maybe St. Patrick's Day, spring, any of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And you might have kind of four books, one a week, that's your main book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'd be like if you're doing the farm, you might have farm a duck, one week, a squash and a squeeze, the second week, mm-hmm. those kind of things. Yeah. And then I would also just um in the small world, so small world is little figures, yeah, um, Barbies, animals, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. sometimes I just put the book over. Um and like an example of this is I have a squash and a squeeze. So I had a little doll's house thing and there was an old woman old man so there's two little figures I had yeah. um, and then there's the cow the pig the hen the something else Chicken and I just had the little figures put together yeah, and yeah. the book and I didn't say act out the story now there you know yeah. they were left there and there was all sorts of different endings to the squash and squeeze and you could hear them uh, doing the repetition bit and it was just really nice for them to see that in their play mm-hmm. um, for, for the kids then when they get sick of this, you might put them in the library beside that book. So okay. the children are really enjoying it when they're having a bit of time down the book in the library reading their books. Lovely. Yeah, that's a really nice idea, actually, because, you know, children learn in different ways. And especially for, you know, children that learn by doing, they might actually understand the story more and, and they're able to discuss it. <laughs> the physical space then in the classroom, Amy, like what would be your classroom tips for Ashter, um, you know, I I always ask, you know, in this part of my podcast, like about classroom tips, but just in like specific to Ashter, what would be what would be your main advice? Well, I'm the hoarding queen, if you ask me, principal. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of um, I got a lot rid of some extra shelving that I would have had last year for the COVID start COVID. Yeah. Um, I did a major clear out. Wow. Um, and then we're actually lucky that we've start, we met over the last couple of years, we've started to make uh, team boxes. Oh, so yeah, I would have donated that. a lot of my things into the team boxes, which was very nice of me. Yeah. I didn't really have any more room for them. Oh. Um, but I would say, you know, the main thing is having the team boxes in a space in their skill for everyone to um, use is great. And I would think then as well, I suppose, that it shares out the load and you're not left with an expense or distress looking for things mm, yeah um, i've seen those but so many yeah, yeah. Uh, i'd say the construction area for me with your blocks and your building materials and the role play area which which would change in whatever theme you're you're on there'd be my main spaces that i'd give in the classroom mm-hmm. then at the minute i have my small world on the shelf and then we are we were trying to play outside um in the autumn and the spring and summer so I've 
adopted the tough tray that we had outside that's in the classroom at the minute and then the children are able to bring the small world things to our library space mm. during playtime so that's doable enough as a small world area then as well mm-hmm. uh junk art is on a shelf and i'm have you know one of the ikea trolleys to bring mm-hmm. in for that yeah, yeah, yeah. and they bring them to a table and lots of them are working on the floor at the minute same with play-doh they can be brought to a table and then my sand i had it in the middle of the floor for ages and myself and yes we were talking and we were like that's like it's only out for an hour a day and it has pride of place there in the middle so yeah. we actually have it pushed in and then we take it out as we need it which works um well for us but I, for me if i was prioritizing space yeah um i would deal with construction area that's kind of permanent yeah, yeah. and then a construct and a role play area that's permanent and then everything else can be done on the floor or at a table um and be moved if that makes sense do you ever push back the tables yeah, yeah. Well, I've, I've, um, I would, we're lucky enough, um, I've, I've gotten rid of furniture and we don't have too many, but I definitely pushed them back. At the moment, we used to have a little IKEA lap table for our role play area and I've gotten rid of that. So actually, at playtime, the circle table that's nearest to the role play area, yeah. that's the table we use. So we take off the box with the colours oh, okay. and we put the, at the moment, they're putting a tablecloth on it. So yeah. it's doubling up. So we don't have to have an extra table. Right. It's one of the classroom tables, but it looks a bit different at playtime. Gotcha. That's really smart because I think, you know, using the space that you have, it really um helps with your classroom management and just the, ch- the students, like the infants, knowing where, where exactly they're meant to go. Yeah. And would you have any like little um songs that you'd have for tidying up or do you, do you use count like visual um countdowns on like YouTube or... Uh- um, I would I would have a lot more last year. Um, the kids with me, I suppose, to the second year as well. They they just know I do a five minute countdown, four minutes, three minutes, two minutes. They let me know if I didn't do four minutes. I'm like, yeah, I forgot. I actually got into something else. We're yeah, on three yeah. minutes now. They know what time um on the clock they should be tidying up. Uh, um, that kind of thing. I suppose mm-hmm. we would have cleanup songs at the minute. They're not really into them. Um, but like there's loads, you know, you've your typical Barney clean up, clean up, everybody everywhere, or this is the way we tidy up, tidy up. And then like there's loads on YouTube. There's a one from the little baby bomb nursery runs, that's actually really nice. Yeah. Um we would have been into that. But at the moment they're actually okay. Mm-hmm. Um they're quite good at tidying and then I'm quite good at having the stuff labelled so everybody knows where everything goes and then we've the little rules. If you don't know where something goes, you ask a friend before you ask a teacher. Then if your friends don't know you ask a teacher, but somebody will know in the classroom, usually before yeah. they ask me. Yeah, I think that's excellent advice, Amy. Is there a particular resource that you couldn't live without when when, you know, Ashter is taking place? I, I'm guessing that you're going to say something like your construction mm. blocks or something or yeah yeah it's very difficult as I spoke do you know what? it just depends yeah on what you're doing yeah I love 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 my Jago wooden blocks okay they're my favorite where are they but from they're you can get ones from Jago clever kids all those okay. kind of sites have with the wooden ones and uh, when I had first a couple of years ago we didn't have them so I had two boxes of the big Jenga that mm-hmm. were used for building and we had a couple of other shapes uh, thrown in with that. They were my favourite. Then last year we got like the real um, builder blocks, they're kind of foam ones. Mm. We loved them. They mm. were like, I, was like oh, I think they're like coming ahead of the Jago blocks now. They love them. Mm-hmm. Then when we went outside 
uh, I got a boxing senior, Stitcher got a boxing. We went outside. Uh, you need it more because we're outside. So we bundled them together. So they're actually out there. So I actually need to bring them back soon because they'll be fresh. Yeah. And then I have a little IKEA kitchen that doubles as so many things. Yeah. You turn it around, it can be the shop. Um, the teacher and junior of my school has a fabulous um, post office that has to be posted on my page. It's, it's that nice and yeah. it's just so simple. Um, but the IKEA kitchen or whatever kitchen you have, they can be great um, to double up as loads of different things. Even when we were doing the doctor's, they needed a sink, but we changed the microwave as press then. Oh, um, okay. You know, that kind of thing. Being clever about uh, how you're using Actually, it. sorry, I changed my mind. I have another one. Okay. Um, <laughs> really, one of the main resources that I would find, it's not even a toy, it's the sharing timer. So it's just a five-minute timer from, it's from Evans, and the kids go and get it. Um, and basically, you know, if someone has something and they're like, I wanted that, and I'm like, did you ask them for it? usually not if it's in junior infants they probably haven't um so I'm like, you need to go back yeah go yeah. back and ask your friend can you have it sometimes they'll say yeah they, they don't really want to then and they might give you if not if it's causing a problem you get your timer you know this takes a lot of modeling in junior infants you mm-hmm. go to your friend with your timer and um, i'm going to turn over this timer and when the five minutes is down can i have a turn that mm-hmm. um but i suppose like one of the things that teachers forget in um junior infants um, especially is that your kids have pos- probably most likely um, at this day and age have done two free preschool years mm. so they should have some of these skills already mm-hmm. I think sometimes you kind of say oh they're only little they're going to have to do it but you know definitely know. give them a chance and take a little bit of time to watch and see before jumping in say mm. give that to him like they might have some skills already yeah. about how to solve their conflicts Yeah. so the timer yeah I, I actually um with subbing now i have a five minute sand timer that i use for when uh, students go to the toilet because i forget that they go so i leave at the door and i turn it upside down and like i'm like oh how long have they gone for so when I, someone goes to the toilet i go over and i turn it upside down and if if it's if the sand is all gone down i know they've been gone for longer than five minutes and i'm yeah. i'm gonna worry then do you know what i mean yeah so um, I think at any age, having a five minute. Yeah, you don't want to lose the, the person for the, when they go to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And you're because you know you can be busy. You can get caught up in things like as yeah. you know, and um, you're then wondering because another child's waiting yeah, to go to they... the toilet, and you're like, uh, you've been gone longer than five minutes. Like, is everything okay? Do you know? Um, yeah. But just in relation <laughs> to stations, um, do you, you use stations for maths and literacy? Do you use stations for yeah, that yeah. as well? Yeah, so, um, you know, we would have, um, I think, we, like, we would have been using stations um, quite early. Um, we were lucky we have read recovery teachers and math recovery teachers in our school, um, and it would have been, it would have started being a targeted um, approach um, at um, first class level and it's kind of gone out through the school now so we'd have some literacy stations and we'd have some numeracy and I suppose the difference between your literacy and numeracy stations and your estuary is, is that in your literacy and numeracy stations the teacher has an objective that they want to do mm-hmm. and that that needs you kind of do that that's what you're doing yeah whereas when your estuary is the teacher might have written an objective up on her play planner or his play planner however the children might not follow what you were what you were planning mm-hmm. and you can follow that with them and then that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. But 
when you're linking up and using integration, you might say it's a capacity thing and that you wanted to do full and empty with the water with the kids yeah. and they were just not interested in it. They wanted to use the funnel and they were exploring the funnel. Um, yeah. You're probably going to be doing capacity in your maths where you will use the subjective. But in, whereas if you were doing station teaching, um, you'd be like, no, we're not playing with the funnel. We're doing full and empty. That's, yeah. I suppose that's the difference. Yeah, um, yeah. For me, that way. Yeah, like I subbed in infants there before Christmas and like that the school, they didn't, I don't, I don't know whether they had time for actually Aster because not every school implements it, um, although they should. But anyway, um, the school did do station teaching and there was elements of play within that. Now they used ICT, they used like the cutting, um, one could be working on like their their sounds book and trying to blend the words and it worked really well um and i really got an insight as to how stations worked and you know it was a half an hour and how they cleaned up and how it was assessed and you know i was working in set so the set teacher went in to all of the infant classes that was my full morning um so i was always helping the class teacher and like i have to say i really enjoyed the idea of stations i think you can actually uh, assess much easier to be honest because you know one station might not be as um you know as needed like the teacher might not be as needed and then in other stations where they're learning to blend words like you know that can work really well and actually another another little tip I actually saw there um last year I was working again in infants and the teacher was doing stations but the teacher was wearing high-vis and because she was wearing the high-vis the students know that they're not to go up and interrupt teacher when teacher's wearing the high-vis because teacher's working do you know i don't oh, know that's good yeah yeah no she's busy like unless the emergency yeah and she had like a little thing go like i can't remember what the rhyme was it was something like when teacher's wearing the high vis, you know not to disturb or something like that i can't remember yeah. but it was really good um you know obviously you could go up and ask teacher something if it was you know, like that yeah, to go there or something important but... yeah exactly um but yeah that's another really nice tip that i came across with this stations like i don't i can't remember now i don't know i think they could have been astro stations i can't really can't really remember but um yeah that's it amy is there anything else that you'd like to add um maybe if you want to pose a question to listeners or if you want to ask me a question or maybe if you want to share a quote that you live by i'm throwing loads of things at you now and um, yeah. before we finish off this episode um i suppose one of the things um maybe to put a poll maybe um mm-hmm. to people about um is Ashtar, do you are you using Ashtar in your skill as in are you doing playful learning in your class lessons and are you having a child-led play session mm-hmm. which which will typically be the Ashtar hour um in your classroom um it'd be just really interesting i suppose now you know it, it's 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 up now over they're actually um it's over 10 years now and yeah. they're in the process of reviewing it yeah, so yeah. i actually um contributed to that then as well but it's just um i suppose now it's nothing it's not really new anymore so yeah. you know i suppose people should kind of um know about it and i suppose with the primary language curriculum it is the invitation to play yeah, yeah. true appropriately play for learning experiences um this is how children learn it's it's that's that's just it so you know you should be doing it yeah um 
And then also, like, teachers have always been very good at making their lessons as playful as possible. You have your games with rules, jigsaws, so many literacy games, art games of Gaelge, you know, all those kind of things. And mm-hmm. it's just allowing some child-led freedom and independence mm-hmm. then in, in the middle or the beginning or the end or whatever, whatever uh, suits time-wise for that. Yeah. Um, time-wise, uh, quote-wise, I suppose I don't have a typical one. But I just kind of, you know, a lot of people um, kind of was going around um, when it was um, home learning that was like, you do you. And I suppose, like, start where you're at. Like, everybody's skill has different rules. Mm. Um, everybody's skill has different expectations. Mm. You know, I've had people on courses who have been like, look, we're only allowed to do half an hour. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I'm like, try 35 minutes. Mm-hmm try 40 minutes next year yeah. build on it that way you know someone that's really nervous use the child use the play role mm-hmm. but maybe on friday a different table gets to choose where they're going mm-hmm. start with that little freedom of choice yeah. start with if you're in, if you're finding it difficult to, to follow the children's interests give them two topics mm-hmm. and let them vote on it Mm-hmm. those kind of things make small changes don't be like right i'm not doing this or after correctly and after hearing this 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 is what i need to be doing mm-hmm. you know that's too much start by changing one thing um and then when you when you have that down start by changing something else mm-hmm. and i suppose like for me like i'm really confident doing what i'm doing mm-hmm. um but like that's taken a long time mm-hmm. And that's taken, you know, I probably, for the first two years, my Play-Doh area was probably the same. Mm-hmm. Um, unless unless we were doing food, well, they got a few plates, you know, it was <laughs> yeah. great. Like, but for the rest of the time, you know, it was the same. And no wonder people are picking it. It's boring if it's the same stuff all year. Your mm-hmm. role play is not the same stuff all year. And I think at the beginning, when I started on Ashton, I would have got obsessed with the role play area. That was my, like, first thing. I was like, I'd have decked out on the other areas. My be is interesting. Yeah. Um, so I suppose just start small and don't yeah. feel like everything has to be ready. Yeah, I think that's great advice because I think we can put ourselves under huge pressure as well. And really, like, something that you might think is working great, it actually the children don't even, you know, yeah. care for. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like that child-led, giving them choice, uh, having options and starting small. That's great advice, Amy. Yeah, and sorry, just having one of your things, I'm not too sure about your placement in that, but I know before I've had students and um, for playtime, they've been expected to be changed in the full team every week and all. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. Even if you think about it, if you had five day five days in the week, obviously, sorry, obviously we do. Yeah, <laughs> and you're five. I think there's fives. And you're using a play role. They've only been yeah. in that area once. That's not enough time. So, like, if yeah. you're doing say the farm, you might have the farmyard. You might have the farmer's kitchen the second week. You might have the farmer's market. Be smart. Don't be trying to go opticians one week farmer next week. Mm. If 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 they're asking you to change, change it slightly similar resources changing it up a little bit i think that's really important for students and mm. um, because like that you're you're you've an awful lot of paperwork that you don't have when you're actually teaching mm. um and you're expected to have all these resources and stuff and the last thing you need to be doing is cutting and laminating and looking for resources for yeah. a totally new play area so like kind of box clever with that yeah. if the college is expecting you to do something uh new it's pick a broader topic and change it slightly like myself with the field it could be Chinese New Year this 
last Chinese restaurant last week my role play might be going to a pizzeria this week it might be going back to yeah. homemade food the next week yeah I get you so you could do like houses and homes you could do Italy or you could do Chinese New Year yeah yeah no that is really clever and even like that when I was on placement I tried to I had sixth class now and um, but literally I would have just kept it very simple like even with picking music I literally was searching I was doing house and homes and I ended up doing a sweet home Alabama and take me home country roads but I was looking up home songs with home in it and like West Life was coming up and Jason Derulo and all this kind of stuff and I was like no do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with you know just kind of song singing but they were listening out for the concepts of uh, you know different musical concepts um and like that just keeping it so easy so you don't have the time, you know. You're trying your best to to get it all together, um. And yeah, I suppose um one question that I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna put the poll up that you asked Amy, but I'm gonna also ask what's your favorite station, um. You know, and like even if you want to be specific with the team, how you implemented it, was there any you know useful resources that you used to um run that station, um. But when you were mentioning play doh, there all I could think about was the the play-doh disco party on youtube i don't know if you've ever oh, seen. I love it. Yeah, yeah and it's like pinching and it's like all uh, fine motor skills um but yeah yeah i think that's it amy is there anything else you'd like to add uh no i think i think that's it you can shoot me up now uh, i keep talking <laughs> but um thanks for having me oh, very I've... pleasant first play play our podcast experience Hayley. yeah i know i it's been um it's been going on a while now this podcast i don't know how many episodes i've had probably over 20 but i was only telling you amy before we clicked uh record on this episode that we've had nearly four and a half thousand plays overall on all the on all the um episodes so i think um you know a lot of people have interest in play it's a huge area and um you know if if people message me and they want to have uh you know a further discussion on the different types of play with yourself I'd be more than happy to have more in one you know conversation on play um and I, that's the whole thing about this podcast I set it up to have conversations with different people and it doesn't matter you know whether you're a student teacher you're only starting out or you're even studying for the you know the masters or the undergrad or doing your leaving sir everyone has experiences and everyone has something to share and um we can all learn from each other isn't that right and that's it that's it that's exactly it yeah amy i'm gonna let you finish off and maybe if you can share with uh listeners where people can find you and follow you and everything will be linked in the caption below so i am ashter in action on instagram and nearly at ten thousand. i've been uh, around the nine nine thousand five hundred mark for a while I'm for that swipe. so give us a few follows <laughs> <laughs>